So you got to be there every morning, okay? Texting your motivation, talking to your motivation through your morning routine so that your motivation doesn't get up and leave your ass for someone else. You know what I'm saying? podcast. Here we talk about self-development and we also have some really sick guests on the show. They're all experts in their field, you guys, or they're just super inspirational. Whatever it is, we're going to be growing and laughing and learning every single podcast. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Have a wonderful day. So I think that a great way to start off podcast um, is to have just an episode, you know, from me talking to you guys um, about something that I'm very passionate about, which is morning routines. I know you've heard of a morning routine before, so I'm not going to sit here and introduce the concept to you. But I think that what you might, you know, have a little bit of confusion on and what I had a little bit of confusion confusion on for a while was the impact that a morning routine could actually have on your day and ultimately your life. Um, I used to think morning routines were just for the sake of having something to do in the morning and feeling zen and, you know, what you'd see on YouTube, like the morning routines of waking up and doing yoga and having lemon water, which would make for a great morning routine. But I think I missed the bigger picture. And so when I decided to do a morning routine, it kind of came without effort. And what I mean by that is that I – started reading these self-development books that I quickly became obsessed with. And when I'm obsessed with someone, it's the first – or something, someone. That happens sometimes too. Um, When I'm obsessed with something, it's the first thing that I want to do in the morning. So for me, my morning routine came out of the fact that I, you know, enjoy drinking coffee and then reading, let's say, the success principles in the morning. Uh, Right now, it's Dave Asprey's Bulletproof. But – Slowly, it became bulletproof coffee in the morning and then my book. And then it became, you know, let's write down things I'm grateful for because there was a period of time where I feel like I was losing sight of my emotions and what was controlling my emotions. Um, And so I just kind of wanted to start journaling. And soon I had my own personalized morning routine. And when I started noticing just how much it was affecting my day, I immediately, you know, my thought was this can't just be me. So I started looking into it and doing research and started keeping my ears open to the people that would talk about their morning routines. And what I realized is that so many successful people have gone out there and shared their morning routines and been like, this is what I do or you should do a morning routine. And they've been saying this for so long and I just completely missed the significance of it. And I completely missed, you know, the fact that all these CEOs and investors, all these people that are, you know, leading lives where their dreams are actually happening for them have these morning routines. And now I'm in the place where I'm just telling all my friends, probably an annoying amount, that they should have a morning routine. And it's it got, it's just so important. If you do not have a morning routine, listen to this episode, wake up tomorrow morning and do a little, do a little routine, make it a routine. You can switch it up. One of the points I want to make up today is or make out today is that you there is not a morning routine that you need to stick by. Like there is not a type that you don't have to do yoga if you don't want to do yoga. You don't have to eat a certain meal if you don't want to eat a certain meal. You don't have to abstain from technology if that's not something you want to do. It's all up to you. 
don't definitely don't start the day off in a way that's not true to you and that's kind of making you unhappy. So looking at you know the way that a lot of people that are successful and their morning routines that they've shared the how different they are, I think it goes to show that you really don't have to have a particular type of morning routine that isn't you know specific to you and what what your needs are. So I know Apple CEO Tim Cook wakes up at 4:30 in the morning. Um, Xerox CEO also wakes up at like 5 a.m. in the morning. You know, um, I know that's a huge thing right now. I actually want to start trying to do it. I want to read the 5 a.m. Club by Robin Sharma, who um, basically feeds into this idea that all these CEOs and these investors and these people that are starting their days off early um, are much more successful. They tend to procrastinate less. They have more motivation. Um, it's kind of like setting the standard for yourself in the morning as to, you know, here's the rule I'm going to set and here's how I'm going to here, I'm going to follow it. I'm going to stick to it. And that's already accomplishment number one in the morning. Kind of like how people say they make their beds in the morning to show themselves they're going to stick to a routine. Obviously, my opinion is that it's different for everyone. So if you're someone that naturally likes to sleep in and that's how you thrive, then then go for it. I know Dave Asprey was saying um, that he you know went for so long. I don't know how many years, but he went many years waking up at 5 a.m. Uh, and that just wasn't him. And and now he sleeps in. He, he feels much better. So it really depends on the person. I really like a, I'm trying to, you know, pound into your head that it shouldn't be something that isn't natural to you, though you should be pushing yourself. Um, back to how everyone's morning routine is different. Kevin O'Leary, uh, the Shark Tank investor, he checks the international markets every morning he gets up, as soon as he gets up. So clearly he's not abstaining from technology. Where other people might, you know, get up and they might go for a hike or do some meditation, do some yoga. Um I think as long as you're setting the morning routine that you need for yourself in order to prioritize, like get done what you need to get done in the day, whatever that may be for, be for you, whether it be answering emails, reading a book, um, being mindful of your own emotions, uh, I think that you'll know what you need to prioritize in the morning. And that d- depends on the person and you really shouldn't base your morning routine off somebody completely is, is the point I'm trying to get, cro- to get across. Also, you guys, if you have time, if you're wondering about this, Google it. Google successful Google morning routines you will find that it's something that is talked about all the time all the time more than things that they don't do more than books they read it's morning routines and that is what motivated me in the end to continue to do the morning routine instead of just doing it like somewhat consistently is because I realized this was not some fun activity which is fun I like it but it it's more something that is going to help you in the long term, talking your life, your your achievements and your goals, your ability to get there, get where you want. But in addition to these successful people having these morning routines, the most important part of a morning routine, in my opinion, is that you need to have a recharge for your motivation. You cannot become motivated and then have it last a year. You cannot have an annual motivational ceremony like New Year's and expect it to last the entire year because people forget about things. Guys, have you ever tried to be in a long distance relationship? You like forget about the person in two months, or at least I have, right? So how can someone or something like motivation last longer than a long distance relationship? Do you know the average long distance relationship? I don't even know if this makes sense, but it makes sense in my head. The average long distance relationship ends up breaking up at the three month mark. I think that was it for me too. How long do you think motivation is going to last? So you got to be there every morning, okay? Texting your motivation, talking to your motivation through your morning routine so that your motivation doesn't get up and leave your ass for someone else. You know what I'm saying? 
it needs to be constant. And I think this is a reason that successful people have morning routines because they're aware they need to constantly motivate themselves. I mean, no one's under the impression that Tom Brady was motivated one day and then years later he's just out there with Giselle, you know, not eating any carbs. Like he probably has to tell himself every morning not to eat any carbs. That's what he does, right? I think he like doesn't eat carbs or something. Or maybe I'm completely wrong about that. I don't know. Some crazy diet. The point is, guys, Tom Brady has a morning routine, so do with that what you will. But obviously, we're not going to all have morning routines like Tom Brady that include protein shakes and eating nuts and working out promptly at 8 a.m. because we're all different and we all have different boundaries in terms of what we will allow into our lives. And for me, my boundary is bulletproof coffee like I need it like if I can't have bulletproof coffee in the morning I probably would be very sad um, because it tastes good and also I have noticed genuinely an effect that it has on my cognition so what is bulletproof coffee Uh, bulletproof coffee what you're going to need to do if you want to start drinking it and try it out um, go out and buy an MCT oil so I recommend specifically ordering it online or going to Whole Foods and buying the brain octane oil Um, which is the MCT oil specific to Bulletproof. Um, And the reason the MCT oils are different, well, number of reasons, they're created differently and they also have uh, differing fatty acid chain lengths. So to be an MCT oil, you can have anywhere from six to 12 carbons. Usually the the oils that we eat are longer chain, so they have more than this, but the MCT will have anywhere between six to 12. So the brain octane oil is C8. Okay, it's crepilic acid. It comes from coconut oil. But the reason this is important to note is because technically you could buy something like lauric acid, which would be C12, but it's going to behave like a longer chain fatty acid. So you'll be paying this money, this extra money for the MCT oil, and you won't really have the benefits that you would have from something like C8, which is brain octane oil. So we're going to talk about the difference now in the processes of creating something like brain octane oil, um, just the different oils in general. So one thing that you have to be aware of is that a lot of factories will have to use hexane, which um, is a solvent to extract edible oils from like seed and vegetable crops. Um, They'll have to use hexane to extract oil because the natural state of certain vegetable crops or seeds, for example, like it's not wanting to give away oil it's not wanting to become an oil so you're going to have to put pressure onto it the problem with this is that it can cause very bad effects in our in humans just in terms of the exposure so you can have polyneuropathy um, which would come from chronic long-term exposure to hexane so i'm not necessarily saying that polyneuropathy would happen just from you consuming coconut oil that you know was produced with hexane and that's kind of where the the argument starts to happen because a lot of people, they're saying, okay, well, all these studies have been done and even short-term inhalation causes, you know, mild central nervous system effects like dizziness or slight nausea. Um, and then also when you have these long-term exposures, you get things like blurred vision, muscular weakness. Um, so how can we accept the fact that they're being included in these oils? Like they're terrible for humans and you should probably stick to oils that have a pure process. So in the end, it's up to you whether you, you know, care about whether hexane is included in the process that creates the oils that you're eating. Um, 
just to put it out there, brain octane oil, like I said, it doesn't use hexane in its uh, production process, but it also doesn't use any chemicals. So the way that it is cleaned is actually through activated charcoal, which as we know is a natural detoxifier. You can take it as a supplement, you can put it in your water, kind of cleans out everything. Um, But this clean product that, you know, is produced using literally just water, pressure and heat is the reason that brain octane oil is so pure and so great for your body. But in addition to that, um, the reason it is so good for our brains is because our brains are made mostly of fat. Uh, they evolved um, over, you know, so many years of human existence eating mostly fat and vegetables. That's just what our diet was made of. And so when you feed it something like a brain octane oil or a medium chain triglyceride, something that is so rich, it's so good for your brain um, as opposed to something that you might be consuming that we've only been consuming as humans for, you know, since industrialization. So just because we have the ability to create certain oils and processed foods and eat things like grains um, at the amount that we do doesn't mean that's what is good for our bodies just because we're not immediately, you know, falling over and dying like we might from drugs doesn't mean that it's good for our body or acceptable for our body. The last thing I want to say about adding brain octane oil or any MCT oil to your coffee is that, well, brain octane oil is, is, is completely flavorless. It doesn't smell like anything. So it's not going to have any weird taste as if you were to put, you know, let's say olive oil in your coffee. Um, And then finally, the reason that you include the ghee or the butter is to kind of give it that creamy flavor, um, almost like you have a creamer in your coffee. When you blend it all up, it creates this nice foam layer at the top. Um, Do not use dairy or any creamer in your coffee because it's going to take away from the positive effects of the MCT oil. It's going to immediately... Um, you know, the sugar is in the creamer. They're going to, it's, it's going to raise your insulin and then it's going to basically make you crash as insulin does. Additionally, the reason you want to include fat in your coffee is because when your body is in, is processing fat at the same time that it's processing caffeine, you're less likely to get jittery. It's more likely to be prolonged states, like an extended release of caffeine. So it's not going to be all at once. You're not going to get the jitters and the anxiety, Um, as you might if you just have like a frappuccino or regular coffee um, with milk that doesn't have necessarily like a good rich type of fat in it. So that is why I drink brain octane oil in my coffee every morning to make bulletproof coffee. It has totally changed my days. It's also acting as a meal replacement. So the MCT oil as it does, it curbs your appetite, but it also is so great for your body that it's enough just to have that for breakfast. Um, starting your, if you're if you're into intermittent fasting, I know some people like to include the bulletproof coffee in the morning, holds them over. Um, I know people that do that, and they genuinely they're not complaining until twelve. They don't feel like they need to eat. I usually eat around eleven thirty, just because that's when I get out of class. So the last thing that I want to talk about is journaling. There is a professor at my school, Lisa Feldman Barrett. She gave a TED talk on this, and she was essentially saying that emotions are our brain's best guesswork as to what our reaction should be to certain events. Um, An example that she gave was when you wake up in the morning, sometimes your alarm goes off and immediately you're in a bad mood. You're thinking, I have to write all these emails, I have to write this paper, I have a test coming up, whatever you name it. And the reason that happens is because it could very likely be something, let's say, for example, physiological. You could have a headache, you could be dehydrated. And so your brain knows something is not right, but it doesn't know exactly 
what the reason is. So what it has to do is it has to guess what's wrong. So your brain is immediately saying, this is wrong and this is wrong and this is wrong. All the things that have been bothering you, but you haven't really addressed. And then you're immediately stressed out. And that's where anxiety comes in because it's the unknown of the emotions that we're feeling that causes the anxiety and the stress uh, and ultimately very possibly the depression because when you can't explain what you're feeling, it becomes very, um, what is the word I'm looking for? It just becomes like this distant, ari, like why is this always floating over my head? So going back to journaling, if you can get better at understanding your emotions and controlling your reaction to things that happen, whether it be physiological or whether it be external events that, you know, maybe if you weren't good at controlling your emotions, you might have a negative reaction to. If you could start journaling in the morning and understanding patterns and and when this happens, this makes me feel this way, or here's what I'm grateful for, or here's my intention. Your brain and you, like your emotions and your brain, they, it's, they become more of a cohesive unit. And so you guys are in constant communication. And at the forefront of your brain is this ability to better respond to external stimuli that might usually you know, have a negative impact on your day and ultimately your goals and your life. I mean, that's my interpretation of how you can apply what her TED Talk was about to your morning routine and journaling. Um, but, you know, everyone talks about the grateful lists and write what you're grateful for. And I think that's great, you know, because sometimes you're so, so blessed in your current situation and you don't even know it and you don't understand why you're not happy um, because you're only focused on the things that you don't have. And that's purely habit. There's more than go- there, there. There's more than go- that goes into it. Honestly, there can be a neurochemical imbalance in your brain um, that gives you depression or anxiety, and of course, that's something that people are always going to have to deal with. But at the same time, it's my opinion that we should not look at ourselves purely as these scientific experiments. We are not just the product of the neurotransmission in our brain. Honestly, I mean, we are and we aren't. You know, it's kind of like a situation where let's say that you kind of have like the mindset where we're just we're just matter and like our emotions are just purely evolutionary and our reactions to things are our mechanism of survival. Yes, that's true. But if that's the only reality that you've ever had, like you should you should just attend to it and you can do that by doing things that kind of like Dave Astry would say biohack your neurochemistry. So practicing gratefulness would increase the dopamine in your brain because when you're grateful, when you're aware of rewards that are happening, like your reward system is activated and you feel happier and and you're aware that you should feel happy. You're not in this constant state of stress. So yes, it's science, but yes, it's habit and it's practice and there are ways to hack it and to make the most out of your life. Um, I will leave it off there. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope I didn't say anything that was offensive. Don't quote me on anything, please. That would be awkward. But also take it to heart, you guys, because I'm telling the truth. This is something that has changed my life so much. I didn't even want to start a podcast until I started a morning routine. The morning routine came first. And um, I've always listened to podcasts. I've always been a part of my morning routine. But it wasn't until I started consistently doing it and and realizing the benefits that I was like, you know what, 
I'm going to do a podcast. And that's just one example of the small achievements that a morning routine have um, that a morning routine has given me. So try it out, you guys. Look into it. And uh, I hope you guys stay for the next episode. Bye.